1: for tuning in tonight. The Devil's leading the Flyers. Uh oh wait we got here. Gotta update this. Uh that is it is 2-0. Devils leading the Flyers late in the third. Avalanche all over the Rangers, 7-3 with two and a half minutes left. Bruins and Canucks are scoreless with 740 left in the first stars and Golden Knights coming up in a bit. Oilers, Furnace Family Oilers hockey tomorrow. 5:30 face-off show game at 7 as they'll take on these Boston Bruins who are currently playing in Vancouver. Uh fun week. Lots going on. Of course, the Gray Cup is coming up Sunday in Hamilton. A man who knows about being uh a player in this situation leading up to the big game and uh, being on both the unhappy and happy side of the result in the Grey Cup joins us now. He's part of James H. Brown, the title sponsor for this very program, former safety with the double E. It is Trent Brown checking in. Trent, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing?
0: Really good, Reed. Really good, thanks. It's, uh, it's always an honor to be on with you and uh, looking forward to a big game this Sunday.
1: Yeah, so am I. Uh, I I think that's a a pretty good matchup. I mean, Winnipeg's been awesome. I I, got to tell you this, though, Trent, and I I don't want to sit here and say I watched every single CFL game because obviously I I didn't have time for that, but I watched bits, bits and pieces, and I know Hamilton played really well here against the Elks, but it also seemed a lot of times I would watch Hamilton and I would like be like who are these guys like are they going to figure it out or not well I guess I guess they prove me wrong in the end because they figured it out pretty well in that second half on Sunday
0: football is a crazy sport Reed, uh you know I think that uh that everybody knows that the favorites heading in to the game on Sunday would be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Michael Shea has done a tremendous job with that team uh they've been tough all year but in one game anything can happen and watch out for the Thai Cats at home because they are tough at home. And uh, I don't know if you remember the Grey Cup was here in 1997. We had beaten the Rough Riders yep. three times that season. And in one game, everything that went wrong went wrong. Uh, we lost and they moved into our locker room to play in the Grey Cup. And so no one knows more than me uh, because that would have been awesome to play the Grey Cup. Great uh right in e-town my hometown but uh that was disappointing and watch out for hamilton to surprise a lot of people on sunday they got a young quarterback their team appears to be on a little bit of a roll and remember the eskimos in 93 we had a so-so team all all of a sudden damon allen starts to play good and you get on a roll at the right time and anything can happen and so uh You know, Winnipeg looks good, but uh, don't ever underestimate the Ticats because they're playing at home. And Steinauer, uh, he's a great coach. He's a really good defensive mind. Uh, So watch out for the Ticats.
1: Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. I think I still got to go with Winnipeg, partly just because I've been picking them all year, so I, I got to be stubborn. But I I mean, you mentioned it too. It, it will be a home game. I mean, it's not you can't call it a neutral site game when that. I mean, remember when Saskatchewan hosted Hamilton in what twenty yeah. thirteen? I mean, it was a home game. It wasn't half yeah. Hamilton,
0: half Saskatchewan. It was a home game for the Riders. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of things going here. So Winnipeg won. The last time they played, I think that was 2019. It's hard to win twice in a row. Uh, but then you've got, it's also hard to win the Grey Cup at home. Not a lot of teams have done it. I don't know why it is. In a small league, you would think that it would happen more. So uh, one, one of these teams is going to come up big and hoist that cup. And uh, it'll be an exciting game, whichever way it goes. I'm hoping for a close game. I always do. And nine out of ten times, the CFL delivers uh that's what i love about this league and
1: that's what i love about the game yeah uh, and uh, yeah it, it actually the the lat when these two teams played in 2019 it oddly wasn't a lopsided great cup and there's been a lot of classic great cups uh over the year i mean even if the even if the score wound up 10, 10 or 11 points a lot of times it was still close most of the way great cup week as a player you went yeah. through it uh yeah yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you learn from one time to the next, or were you pretty good with dealing with everything the entire time? What was this week like for you as a player?
0: Do you want to know what? A uh, Grey Cup week was, uh, was an awesome week. And sure, I, I uh, think that you learn once you go through it a few times. Uh, I will never forget the party that Hamilton put on for us in 1996. What a great game there, the snow-covered game. The Nylons playing at halftime. They uh, wheeled him in on the back of a trailer behind a pickup truck, and I just thought to myself, this is classic CFL, and uh, and uh, what a great game. I will tell you something, that Hamilton, uh, there's not a lot of cities uh, that I would rather uh, be at playing in a game for Grey Cup week than Hamilton. After going through it as a player, uh, everybody in that city, uh, shut down everything for Grey Cup week. Everybody knew what was going on. Sometimes I feel like in the big cities read, uh, the game sort of gets lost a little bit, you know, the Vancouver, Toronto, but not in the Hamilton, not in the Calgary's, and, uh And it's one of those weeks when every guy that's ever played wishes that he was playing because even though you don't really want to go back and play for one week, Just about every former player thinks they could probably strap it on again for a Great Cup. So, (laughs) (laughs) so when you went
1: through Great Cup Week, did you and the your teammates did you give yourselves okay? We're we're gonna go out one night, or or we're gonna have a curfew, or like we're it's a business (laughs) trip. We're never
0: gonna leave the hotel. What was the approach? (laughs) Well, things are a little bit different back in the 90s, so let's just start with that. But uh, uh, I had an opportunity to room with a, with a veteran guy that week, Derek McCready, a defensive lineman, and we actually stayed in a lot. We did a lot of visualization. Uh, we thought about the game. Uh, it was really important for Derek to win a great cup. He hadn't won one yet, uh, and he ended up having a great game, had a couple sacks. Um but it depends on the guy. What typically they tell you is it not to break your routine. If you go out the night before the game all season, then keep on doing what works for you, right? Myself, I sort of like to stay in and then wait until after the game. And then we used to go and let loose. But uh, they, uh, typically they say that routine is important. So if you're used to going out before the game, then go out and do your thing. It's tough in Grey Cup week, of course, because... Uh, uh the guys like to go out on the town and there's lots going on. So it's hard. It's uh it's 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 hard to stay in, but both these teams are veteran teams. They got veteran coaches. I think Michael Shea, what did he win? Three great cups as a player? Two anyways, and then another one as a coach. And uh and the same with Steinauer. They have been there before. So they're gonna have a uh a good talk with the guys and just say, Listen, if you wanna go out go out but remember you know we can always go out after the game keep the goal in sight because uh, when you hoist that cup it's a lot more fun to play and ride home uh, than it is when you you don't so I think the veteran coaches the veteran teams Make a big difference, and uh, and I'm just looking forward to the game. I think both teams are going to show up. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and who d- and who doesn't love to see defense? Great defense, right? Well, you do, of course, as a former safety. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, I love I, it. I, I I don't judge a game. I, I like. I kind of criticize the CFL a little <laughs> bit for for low scoring, but. Like the West final was low scoring, but there was also good defense, right? So I, I, I shouldn't. I, I hope I didn't offend all the defensive players out there. Trent Brown joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, I before I dive into some of the details of 96, because I do want to go down that road, and, and you mentioned routine. But the yeah. Grey Cup itself is all about, to me, anti-routine, because, you know, the game starts at, I think, f- usually around 4.30 Mountain Time. Not a lot of <laughs> games start that time. Um, yeah, yeah, there's player yeah, and introductions. The, you know, and half-time is longer. All that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and how about this year? D- playing in the middle of December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, eh? But talk about the anti-routine. That is true. And, by the way, I happen to be on my deck in Scottsdale right now, so... but. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't worry. Uh, so, yeah. So, so look, it's, it's, it's tough. You want to stay in your routine, but at the end of the day, it's great cup week. There's nothing routine about it, right? You want to have your pregame sort of routine, but there's nothing routine. You got press at practice all week. You got odd times of practice. You're bussing to practice. You know, you're wearing new gear because everybody's dropping off new coats and hats and, uh, and, it's, it's. It's. I hope all of those guys are just staying right in the moment and living it all up because it comes quick and it goes fast. So, um, and with respect to nineteen ninety six, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's dive in. Okay, okay first of all, the me. weather, the the weather.
1: Like, and I know you're like you understand. You know what the weather is like, but that was pretty extreme. Minus ten, heavy snow. How well, difficult was it to play in?
0: Well, what was crazy about that was nobody expected it. Right. So we woke up and, but it was funny because I said that I roomed with Eric McCready, a great defensive lineman that went on to win a great cup with Hamilton by the way. And, uh, but, uh, but I said to him the night before, if we wake up and it's snowing, then it's our, our day, buddy. And sure enough, we woke up, the field was covered. They, like, they panicked trying to get the snow off of the field. And, uh, what a game, right? I, like, I mean, the big games come down to big plays usually. And, and uh, geez, I'll always remember the win uh, out of our sails when Jimmy the Jet runs one back. Uh, but then they made a big mistake. They kicked the ball to number two. Williams, <laughs> and he ran one right back on and Does a flip. And after that, we thought, we we're going to win this game. And then the play that everybody remembers, of course, is... Uh, when Eddie Brown okay, dropped the Okay, hold on, ball. hold on.
1: Okay. Okay, okay. yes, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to go straight to the Flutie play. I did the Eddie no. Brown touchdown yeah, pass yeah. Off, off his, what was your view for that?
0: Uh, well, I'm obviously on defense, so I was on the sideline, but it was sort of funny because that season, Ronnie Lancaster, um, we started a ritual where we would play hacky sack at center field, Before the game to warm up, like Hacky Sack with the football. And geez, Ronnie didn't like it. And uh, so he was given, sort of saying to us, geez, guys, like, are you really taking it seriously? You guys out there at the middle of the field. And I don't really want you doing that anymore when uh, the playoffs started. So fast forward now to eddie brown running down the sideline danny mack throws one up and eddie had great speed and he beats the guy drops the ball kicks it back in to his hand ronnie looks down the bench and comes running down and he says brownie you guys can play hacky shack whenever you want to and the celebration was on yeah but uh so fast forward to the flutey play and here is another little story that nobody really knows but Flutie runs the quarterback sneak. It's a really tight game. It's it's near the end of the game. Never gets the ball. Glenn Rogers Jr. picks it up. We're running for a touchdown. I'm running right beside him. And they blow it dead. But it's not a big deal. It was third and one. And they were gambling. Would have been our ball. We win the game. But the refs say, no. Nope. He got the first down. So not only do they miss the call on the fumble... They say that he had the ball and he got the first down. Now, of course, nowadays, there's instant replay and this would never happen. But back then, especially the guys that were right there, we knew, we saw food, he never had the ball. We couldn't believe it. And uh, so anyways, they go on to kick a field goal and win by three points. Ronnie Lancaster comes into the locker room and he says to the whole team, I don't want one word about the refs. He said, we lost that game, and anybody says one word, it'll be the last game you play in green and gold. And I'll always remember that, and I always have a lot of respect for Ron, you know, because there's nothing worse than hearing a guy whining when the game's over, you know, that it was a ref. But uh, but anyways... Uh, but
1: it wasn't bad. Up- they blew it. I mean, he clearly fumbled. Like, he, not, he didn't have the first down, and he didn't have... The ball. Were, yeah. like, were you sh- in, in that moment? Were you sure it was a bad call, or did you not know for sure? Oh yeah,
0: no. Saw a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> no, like uh, like I was right there. Like I was literally six feet away. I was with Glenn when we were running for a touchdown, and even when they blew it dead, we still thought it was our ball because we knew that he never had it. It hit his hands mm-hmm. and he dropped it right on the turf. But what are you gonna do? that's that is sports and you just got to live with it. it refs miss calls they're human to the as human right so um and ronnie was quick to point that out and uh you hate to see it in a big game like that um but uh but that is what happened and it's unfortunate now it's good that that doesn't happen in big games because it can change the complexion of the game and it did in 96 uh but with instant replay that won't be happening this year in hamilton and and I'm gonna go out on a limb. And uh and I'm just gonna call for a Ticats Cats victory. And I wouldn't have done it, but I just had a feeling as I'm speaking to you right now in Hamilton, fairy tale ending, Ticats Cats win the Grey Cup, the underdogs by probably what, fourteen points? Oh wow. They're gonna control the game. <laughs> No, no, like they are the underdogs now by 14 points, right? They've got to be. Oh,
1: sorry, the current line. I'm sorry. I thought thought you meant they were going to win
0: by 14. Okay. No, 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 no. Let me see. They aren't going to win by 14, but I think they'll get some turnovers. I'm hoping they do. Winnipeg's got to protect the ball better, and you know they're going to be working on that all week because – they had a tough uh, Western final, didn't they? They turned the ball over to Saskatchewan. I don't know what was it, six times, seven. I think times? it
1: ended. Yeah, I think it was five in the first half and six for the game, and, the, uh, and yeah. they still survived. So
0: yeah. yeah, well, you don't usually win a game when you do that. Not in football, right? So so they have to protect the ball better if they want to win. But I just got a feeling. I mean, the Grey Cup's in the Hamilton. They're tough at home. Watch out for the Thai Cats. Okay.
1: Well, usually. On Inside Sports, the Friday before either the Grey Cup or the Super Bowl, we do predictions. So I'll, I'm going to do mine Friday, and I encourage people to call and text in on Friday. But I'll put you down as the first Inside Sports. Do you want to give me a score? Do you want to try to go for a score, Hamilton?
0: Oh, boy, winning. That's, that I, is a tough one. But let's go... Uh, let's go... Uh, let's go... uh Uh. Let's go 27, 20, 27, 23. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, but listen, but, but, but Reed, like, you're just going to have a boring prediction. Winnipeg by seven. Winnipeg by 14. <laughs> right? Where is the risk? Come on, you guys. Like, everybody's going to pick Winnipeg. Uh, and, the, the, you know, they are the favorites. They've had a season. They've got a great team, a veteran team. But I'm telling you, one game, anything can happen. Hamilton at home, Orlando Steinauer, great coach. Let's go. Hey, oh, oh, 23. I, I,
1: sometimes I make crazy predictions. Like, I did pick Winnipeg in the West final, but I said it was going to be 37-0. Now, I may <laughs> have done that just to okay. troll, okay, okay, troll Riders crazy. fans sometimes, right? But <laughs> got to let me do that. <laughs> Oh, Trent, this was a blast. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for uh, James H. Brown for their continued support of Inside Sports. We really appreciate it. I'll let you get back to the deck or whatever you're doing tonight.
0: And uh, let's talk again soon, Matt. Let's talk soon, Reed. And I want to see some risk on Friday. I want you to go on a limb a little bit. If, if, if you call... The betting line, the Vegas line, I'm going to call you and I'm going to rag on you. <laughs> okay. And you have a good night. That's and fair. Thanks so much for calling. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Reed.
1: That is Trent Brown checking in, 1993 Grey Cup champion. And, of course, on the wrong side of the score, as we were talking about the last time it was in Hamilton in 1996, Toronto beat Edmonton 43-37. All right, that was a blast to have Trent on the show. 7.51, back for a final look at the scoreboard. goals in the first period between the bruins and the canucks the devils have uh, beaten the flyers three nothing philly 0 and two in their last ten games and the avalanche ring up the rangers seven three coming up in a few minutes it's going to be the stars against the golden knights the oilers with a day off today brendan perlini cleared waivers he'll go to the bakersfield condors Oilers morning skate tomorrow and then the game against the bruins is on 6 30 ched with the face-off show at 5 30. And the puck will drop at 7. Also of note tomorrow, you're going to see Carolina take on Calgary. That should be an interesting matchup. And then uh, Carolina coming here for the Hockey Night in Canada game on Saturday night. Okay, they're playing me off. I got to get out of here. I got to go home. Or as I call it, upstairs. Thanks to Trent Brown, Shea Ganim, and Kelly Rudy for checking in. Thanks to everybody who participated. In the show by listening or texting, I do love you. You're all getting canned hams. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Have a great night. Don't don't forget. Staff has there's now from noon to two tomorrow too. Then I'll join you at five thirty.
0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.